the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Oh, boy. What does this tell us? Netflix has jumped to an all-time high. It's up almost 100% since the pandemic started. On a day when the markets aren't doing terribly well, we fell apart yesterday, we fell apart to this morning, and NASDAQ has a a leader. They have a winner. They've got... A hero, so to speak. I feel like it's a Mel Gibson 1990s Thunderdome kind of storyline developing here. Netflix is a winner in a market filled with losers today. And again, it's it's to me, it's very telling. By the way, an analyst has a $520 target on Netflix, and it's about a $450 stock, so he still sees upside. And that's what's moving the stock today. Let's keep going. There's so much in the news. It's, it's finally, in the last couple of weeks, we finally started getting something that looks attractive as far as news stories go. Pfizer announced top line results for a second phase three study of its 20 VPNC candidate. I know you're saying, is this the one that's going to save us from COVID? No. This is the one that's going to be a primary immunogenicity. I know you're saying that's funny. Objective of the study, um, pneumococcal conjugate vaccine 13 for diphtheria. (laughs) But it's nice to talk about something other than COVID, even if you can't pronounce it. Stock market has hit a wall this week. Have you ever been running? If you ever go to a marathon and go to the finish line, it's fantastic. Um, There's a point in a run where about maybe 18 miles in, you're no longer burning carbs. You're no longer burning sugar. You're burning muscle. And it smells disgusting. It's called hitting the wall. And Wall Street smells disgusting this week. The S&P 500 is down 3.8%. The Russell's down 7.3%. That's hitting the wall. Um, last week, we were like six up days on the NASDAQ, six up days, on, and we were like all happy and partying. Like, no, it's not going to be that easy. It shouldn't be that easy. Fed Chairman Powell caused some consternation yesterday. He recognized the possibility that recovery could unfold more slowly than the Fed expects, and he said there's significant downside risk to the outlook. He's a banker. He's not drunk. <laughs> This just dead banker drunk talking Wall Street. No, we, typically they're not. Ah, yes, we get the jobless claims again today. A huge number of jobless claims. 
another 2.9 million people saying, oh, I was laid off and I have to go down to the unemployment office and stand in line. It's not even a line anymore. It's a computer form usually. There is a decrease of about 195,000 from the prior week, so that's good. But it's an exceedingly high number, all things considered. Any number over 300,000, 350,000, 260,000 was the norm for a long time. So they came in at 2.9 million. Key takeaway there is high level of initial and continuing claims puts the economy at risk of not recovering if people don't have paychecks. If they're living off government um, help, assistance, you tend not to have like enough for an iPhone. Maybe you do, <clears throat> but you get the idea. So Fed Chairman Powell yesterday scared the markets. <clears throat> you had another Wall Street-type billionaire scare the markets, saying, you know, this is the second most overvalued stock market I've ever seen, behind only the 2,000 stock market. <laughs> So there's a lot going on right now. <clears throat> Delta Airlines currently has 14,000 pilots on staff. and will be overstaffed by 7,000 or more pilots by the fall. So guess what's coming this fall? Job cuts, job cuts. I know you're saying, was that a, a tribute to Dora the Explorer? Yes, it was. I don't know how that got into my dreams, but somehow it did. Backpack, backpack. So Netflix had a new, t- <clears throat> new all-time high. If you're an airline pilot and you're going to get laid off at Delta, 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 maybe you'll go to work for Kroger. Kroger's announcing hiring of more than 100,000 workers in the past eight weeks as restaurants, hotels, food service distributors, and grocery stores have been hard hit. Kroger used to have a workforce three months ago of 460,000 people. Now they've got 560,000 people. Does that not just go, <clears throat> holy mackerel? That's a grocery store. This isn't like we're funding, like, we need soldiers. We need guns. We need ammo. <clears throat> our soldiers are gunning our ammo. Our people stocking shells for us. Automotive news reporter is quoting Bill Ford. Bill Ford. <clears throat> yeah, that Bill Ford. Bill Ford said the pandemic is affecting our business. You think? And we know the days ahead will be challenging, <clears throat> but we also know we'll overcome difficult times as we have in the past. The company wants to reinstate its dividend as soon as practical. How much is Ford right now? You can get Ford for 19 quarters. If you have 19 quarters at your bank, $4.75, you can buy a share of Ford. That's silly. Oh, 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 oh. Heard an analyst yesterday say something that's fascinating. He has a play on the airlines, like the Deltas, the Americans, the Southwest. And he says, if you don't own these guys, you're basically betting on the coronavirus crippling our society going forward. So he owns the airlines. And what he's saying is that if we don't get a vaccine, they're going to never come back. So he's betting on a vaccine, and he kind of turned his analysis on CNBC against you and said, if you don't own airlines, then you must be anti-vaccine. I'm like, no, 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 I just don't like airlines. 
but that's the line we're drawing in the sand, ladies and gentlemen. DraftKings, ticker symbol DKNG. Positive outlook, $33 target, according to one analyst. You know what I like about DraftKings? They basically service said. Um, my sugar bugger likes horse races, and the only thing you could watch on Fox or ESPN, maybe? Fox or Comcast Sports in the last couple of weeks was horse racing. That was live. And then, there's now you can bet on horse racing across the country. And like, she was excited to like watch anything live. I think DraftKings will make a ton of money when the NBA major league baseball NFL come back. People will want to watch sports. And when they watch sports, they gamble on sports. The reason I'm betting on gambling or talking about it is I think States have spent way too much money fighting COVID federal government has to. And I think we're going to turn our eyes to what we called SEN and say, is if it brings in tax revenue, bring it on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I seriously can't say that enough. I know you have options. One of the things I try to do is I try to prepare enough content for you that you get something out of it every single day. For instance, you know, right instantly today, Netflix sitting at an all-time high when the markets are struggling after recovery we had a breakdown in march we had a recovery in april slash may uh we're still in may maybe we've hit a wall this week where we're now starting to sober up and go what does the economy look like we know that we have a boatload of stimulus coming i could use a dirty word i can get banned from the air it is so much money it's just like wow it's that kind of money insert cursing word there behave yourself i'm not gonna do it but that's kind of the battle that we're doing right now. I'm not trying to like tempt you with sin and go, oh, yes, you could use dirty words. I'm trying to say, I've never seen anything like this. It blows my socks off. Weekly jobless claims total 2.9 million, bringing the coronavirus tally to 36.5 million in eight weeks. That is a ton of Americans losing their jobs. Um, we're going to creep from 14% employment up to 25% is the kind of thought maybe 20%. But when airlines are telling you that they've got twice as many pilots as they need, they're not allowed to fire them until at least September, October, because they took bailout money. And part of the bailout money was, let's not make things worse by taking the money, put it in the bank account, then firing people, even though that's probably the right thing to do. Part of the reason you're getting the bailout money is to keep those jobs there, to keep the taxes going, to keep them from taking other bailout money. Private jet company that is owned by a Trump donor got a $27 million bailout. This is the thing that pisses me off the most about the current situation. We're throwing too much money at the problem. And some people really deserve it, and some people really don't. And if the people who don't really deserve it were to step aside and say, let's use that money for someone else. For instance, let me give you a different example on that. I hate Social Security. I don't want to use Social Security. I hate funding Social Security. I'm glad it's there for other people. 
if you were to give me an option to pay half as much in social security from age 20 to 60, and then I take nothing, I'd be like, I'll do that deal in a heartbeat. But that's the problem. They're trying to use me to get to give social security to 16 other people and give it to me too. But way less, like it's just, it's a mess to say the least. I don't think any of us think that our money that we're given into our social security checks, which is probably the next round of stimulus, just so you know, where you don't have to pay your social security taxes and the boss doesn't have to pay the social security taxes. Boss gets a break, you get a break. You have more money in your paycheck. They don't actually have to print a paycheck. But a private jet company owned by a donor to President Donald Trump received nearly $27 million in government funding under a program run by the Treasury Department. Clay Lacey Aviation is a private jet charter company based in Van Nuys, California, and it appears to have received a large grant, um, the largest grant of any private jet company on the list. Which, again, it, it just it, I know that's going to sit bad with people. When the CARES Act was a $2 trillion stimulus package, and you see a private jet, which is the definition of opulence, right? get that kind of money, you're like, wait, this isn't fair. The person that I know that delivers uh, you know, marijuana for Instacart, does Instacart do marijuana? Probably not. The person that delivers CVS for Instacart, maybe they need a little bit more of a bailout. Wow. FBI is seizing Senator Richard Burr's cell phone in a probe of the coronavirus stock sales. Remember back in March, we learned that four or five senators seem to sell all their stocks right before the stock market took a dump, and they all had access to the Senate Intelligence Committee on basically the flu that was starting to rip through Asia. I know you're saying this is so much fun going through this and pointing fingers at everyone. I know, right? It is fun. Let's talk about some other things that we saw out there um, and are seeing out there. U.S.-China tensions, it's going to be a story going into the elections, and how does China try to, to mess with? And you, again, another curse word. How does China try to uh, the elections, knowing that they, they got Trump kind of like on a yo-yo? Do we give him trade sanctions? Do we not give him trade sanctions? Does he get reelected? Does he not get reelected? She loves me, she loves me not. Something tells me the U.S.-China tensions are in the COVID-19 blame game are going to continue to ring true through the elections. New York University study suggested that Abbott Labs COVID-19 test is prone to false negatives. That stock got murdered yesterday on that news. I don't know. I don't have any of the right answers. Legendary investor Stanley Drunkenmiller said the risk-reward for equity is maybe as bad as he's seen it in his career. That's not good. That's basically saying the stock market's overvalued in the short term. Appaloosa Management's David Tepper told CNBC he hasn't seen the market this overvalued since 1999. So maybe, in their opinion, the April-May snapback was too far too fast. And that the 10-year Treasury sitting at 65 basis points is still telling us, trouble ahead, trouble ahead, trouble ahead. David Tepper said something kind of funny. And by the way, he's the guy who cut Cam Newton. He's the new owner of the Carolina Panthers. Worthy of note, he talked about Peloton and how far and fast it's moved. And yesterday, we were doing stories about how they've hit 1 million subscribers, Wall Street likes subscriptions, subscription models are visible. Um, 
as Americans, we have too many subscriptions. Costco reports how many people are likely dead who have a subscription. Subscription, subscription, subscriptions. We love subscriptions on Wall Street. But David Tepper said, hey, I'd rather go for a walk outside today. That was his way of, he's a billionaire. And when he says that, Peloton stock share, it's like it has massive diarrhea. Just just a massive like cleansing of the valuation. It just drops. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Twitter. Jack Dorsey said Twitter employees can work at home forever. Holy shnikes. Did that just happen? Do you know the price of oil just shuttered? It's oil just saw a ghost when that was announced. Dorsey says we've been very thoughtful in how we've approached this from time to time. Uh, we were one of the very first companies to move to a work from home model. We'll continue to be, and we'll continue to put the safety of our people and communities first. And all I can say is, well done, Jack Dorsey. It took a pandemic for us to realize that we don't have to get up every morning at six, throw a cup of coffee down our mouth. Get in the shower, shave. Do you realize what that's going to do if that catches on? And it'll catch on in California. It'll it'll help the planet. We'll have less pollution, less oil coming out of the ground. Um, yeah, that's a pretty seismic shift if another company does it. If it becomes a trend. If more companies follow suit, quality of life improves, congestion in the road improves, transportation strains pull off environmentally profound changes like is there not some positives coming out of this way to be a trailblazer in remote work mr dorsey i salute you i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more find me online at robblackshow.com want the podcast with music find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to rob black's twitter his handle is at rob black show listen to rob black and your money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on am 1220 kdow Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, you probably know that whole come to Jesus phrase. And what would Jesus do? I think the stock market's kind of going through one of those moments where we're starting to figure out what does the economy look like when we open back up? I throw this out there because my sister is a school teacher, and I, I kind of forget on occasion that my sister is a school teacher. So I reached out to her yesterday, and I said, Sue, because um, that's her name, Sue, Susan. I said, are we going back to school this fall? And she goes, my district, and her district is on the East Coast, she goes, we just spent a ton of money on Chromebooks. She goes, I think they're preparing and she goes, let me say this one more time, a ton of money on Chromebooks. She goes, I think we're preparing to not come back. Whoa. And distance learning. And or, she said, what it'll happen is they'll do way smaller class sizes. This is stuff you're not hearing on the news right now. And all you got to do is ask your family member who's a teacher. It's not like it's hidden. She goes, I think it's going to be way smaller class sizes. Like, your son will be an A. There will be a B, C, and a D. A's go to school on Mondays. B's on Tuesdays or half day, half day. And I was like, you think it's going to be broken into fours? And she goes, yes, small sizes. And she said, it could be halves. 
And I said, well, how about the kids that are those weirdo kids that their parents don't get the vaccinations? Please don't send emails to me about, you called me a weirdo because my kid doesn't get vaccinations. I'm just talking about popular media right now, the anti-vaxxers. I'm like, what about them? I'm like, I'm not sending my kid back to school if there's an anti-vaxxer and they won't get the, the COVID thing. Because now now there's some like kid symptoms that are happening with COVID that are like, what is this all about? Why does a, a, a 15-year-old boy's lungs look like he's a 90-year-old, even though he's got no smoking in his history? There's just too many questions. I don't think we can go back this fall until there's a vaccine. I don't think I don't see. And she goes, Rob, how about all the, the students who um, how about all the teachers who are over 60 or the teachers who are diabetics? She goes, we don't go back until there's a vaccine. Same thing with baseball. One of the relief pitchers for the Cleveland Indians. I want to say his name's Bauer or maybe as a starting pitcher. Excuse me for not knowing. But he's a colorful guy. He likes to drop the curse words on, on microphone. And he looked at what the Major League Baseball owners put together in a four-hour presentation. He said, it's laughable. We're not coming back. Um, and it's interesting because yesterday there was a battle with Dr. Fauci and Donald Trump about, Fauci said, I, we may not be able to get schools back. Um, so again, I'm just, it's antidotal evidence. And it's from Rob Black's sister. But what she's saying is things are going to look way different. We're either going to continue this heavy learn from home. They're going to cut uh, from kids down from five days a week at school to maybe half a day, five days a week. Or maybe two days in school, two days at home. And I don't think we're ready for that psychologically. And we could be very, very wrong, but I'm not seeing the protocols in place to get concerts going. The protocols that I've heard is that we're going to have to hang out in pods. So they're going to put you know 10 people in the right front corner, 10 people in the middle. But only 10 people of you came together. Two people of you came together with just another person kind of thing. Like, I don't see how it works. I, I could see Disney saying, okay, we're only going to let 10% of the, of the uh, capacity in. And then two weeks from now, 20%. And then two weeks after that, 40%. You can't do that with a school. The NFL, Joe Buck kind of let it slip yesterday that he's seen plans that they're going to play in empty stadiums with um, piped in noise. If you've ever played something like John Madden's uh, Xbox game, excuse me for not knowing the name of it. I'm not that much of a nerd anymore. But Madden, Madden 97, Madden 2000 or something like that. So... Anyway, um, can you imagine if you've been playing Madden and like you just pick off someone and instead of booing, it, it cheers? Like playing with fake noise and maybe even virtual fans in the seats. Does that sound right to you? Or do, I don't know. I'll take anything at this point, right? McDonald's had a significant corporate investment in marketing spend across the U.S. and internationally operated markets. Um is going to accelerate recovery and drive sales. McDonald's is doing what they can to help their franchisees. That's a sticky wicket, huh? Who uh, is a small business, uh, a McDonald's owner or a McDonald's franchisee, or is it McDonald's? It's the franchisee, right? And you do feel for them. I hope. <laughs> but, um, so McDonald's is saying, we're going to spend money. We're going to coming out of this. We're going to spend money. 
Um, targeted financial support to the hardest hit organizations inside their system. Support for the unique circumstance facing organizations in certain markets, such as those operating delivery delivery only restaurants. Again, the McDonald's across the United States is as different as our homeless problems across the United States. Homelessness in, in West Virginia is way different than it is in New York City and way different than it is in L.A. and way different than it is in Oklahoma City or Des Moines. Same thing with McDonald's. So what I'm getting at with this press release by McDonald's is they're going to increase their spending, so their profits aren't going to be as great. But also, I think it's it's the post-COVID plan, more marketing equals less earnings, and that's fine. I'm not spending their money for them. But that will play out on Wall Street because I used to say, hey, they got five-star earnings. Now if I say they have four-star earnings, meh. Maybe you don't get excited about that. Student loan rates have fallen to the lowest on record. Offering savings for new students borrowers as the coronavirus pandemic batters the economy and paralyzes the U.S. university system. University system's in trouble. And I don't know if you got kids in, in university, but I got two two neighbors, and uh, one of them is getting a, a, a frilly liberal arts degree. And I'm not against frilly liberal arts degrees. I think they're super important. But I don't know if they're worth the $100,000 that uh, engineering degree, mechanical engineering, aerospace, I don't know if those degrees should be priced the same. And a lot of millennials are going like, well, if I'm not going to get the college experience, why am I paying $100,000? Colleges are in trouble. The medium-sized college is in trouble. I think, again, if I... If I tipped my hat to Jack Dorsey about potentially saving the planet by having fewer people go to work, less pollution, less congestion, better roads, I also have to tip my hats to graduate students and and college students right now and say, this may be what finally broke the college system. Let's hope. If I have a choice between sending my kid to get virtually learned, taught by someone from the highest-rated Harvard professor in the history of the United States, or Chico. Sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose the Harvard professor. Now, if it's distance learning, that could be a great equalizer in the world. It'll disrupt the job market for average professors, which I think we all know there's plenty of them out there. There's average mechanics, there's average radio hosts, there's a lot of average. If this is the hell or high water moment, good. Graduate students can borrow at a rate of 4.3%, but they're going to be questioning, what am I really getting? Um, telemedicine, is it is the day here? I think it should be. I, I think if we don't embrace this, we're silly. Teleeducation, is it here? It should be. Now, how much of it for you know kindergarteners versus college students? College students, like I'm telling you, there's a difference between a liberal arts degree at $100,000 and a a mechanical engineering degree. And I'm just being honest. The earning potential should be somehow tied to that. But call me crazy. Call me crazy. I guess if, you know, the capitalist to me is being snobby. I'm being more of a socialist. But the capitalist is saying, like, eh, they can get it. Get it to them. So college costs are coming down right now. Student loan. Strangely a positive at a time when when we could be getting low-cost loans. We're saying to ourselves, maybe I'll take a gap year. Maybe I won't go to school this fall. Another big thing that's going to be big in the future, voice assistants 
at retail stores. Voice assistants everywhere. Another moment of reckoning. Retailers will need to solve the problem of people not wanting to stand in line outside of a store. How do you control capacity issues? How do you keep social distancing? Voice assistance could be one of the solutions. Everybody's working on it right now. Um, voice assistance shopping experiences will be aided by consumers being a part of the retailer's rewards programs on top of their app. So you get someone like a Home Depot. Why do they have to have a person there? You get an app, you walk into the store, you go, where are hammers? And the app tells you where the hammer is. We've been moving this way on kiosks for a long time, movie theaters. Go get your own tickets, walk up the escalator, get your own candy, pay the cashier, go to the ticket guy, he'll, t- he'll rip it. Kiosks and voice assistants love the pandemic. The pandemic creates winners and losers by the millions and millions of dollars. Things are changing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We essentially shut down our economy to complete zero in the month of April. If you look at New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, as big U.S. cities that said, stay at home. It's been an interesting time. A lot of us have cut down on our debt. A lot of us couldn't afford it. We needed that paycheck every two weeks. We needed those cleaning fees or whatever we were charging to get by. Goldman Sachs is talking about the job market, and he's uh, Goldman Sachs is not a man, but Goldman Sachs economists are saying that they expect unemployment in the United States to peak at 25%. But manufacturing may be one of the first sectors to bounce back as corporations to try to figure out where do we, we – we can't do this China thing forever of, of setting up factories there. And then we get a president who's mad at them. We get a, a flu pandemic issue. We don't trust them. The media is – we don't know. We, we don't want it. But construction, which lost under a million jobs in April, could see a boost in employment as restrictions are lifted for workplace where physical distancing is easier and the Paycheck Protection Program reaches workers. Equipment that is being rented to bring in a specific job at a variable cost um, should have an easier time. So Goldman Sachs is talking about how like um, some sectors are going to see snapbacks, some are going to see nothing come back. And that's... Um, Kind of the, the scenario that we were in. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, sell-offs usually last about two or three days. And yesterday was a bit of a sell-off. It started kind of normal, and by the end of the day, you're like, whoa, is that down 600 points? We haven't had like, okay, okay, it's down 600 points. That's when the best rallies tend to begin is after two or three really rough days. So have a playbook at this point in time on if you're a short-term kind of thinker, if you're a mid-term kind of thinker, a long-term kind of thinker. We were in an overbought market at the start of the year, and we ran into a pandemic mess that shuts down our economy. And 
we went into a quick bear market. Then we snapped back into a bull market with a 20% recovery from market lows. And then we got the NASDAQ to break even almost kind of fingers crossed for the year. And then we hit a wall this week. Stocks are falling after a weaker than expected jobless claims report. I'm not expecting a V recovery. I'm not expecting a W recovery. I think that's all kind of silly. I'd rather wait and see and uh, play it by, okay, some states are opening back up. I get it. Some countries have opened back up. Some countries have shut back down. There's lingering tensions between the United States and China. There's major serious questions on when do we get back to um, uh, music, concerts, um, sports, school. And again, I, I just get into the... The statistics, Mayor Cuomo, Governor Cuomo of New York, has an 80% approval rating, something like that. It may be 81%. And I was trying to explain to someone yesterday, like, that means 19% of the people don't approve. And I think that's what gums up our ability to get back to school. I know a kid this year that, you know, he had to say goodbye to his other school kids because the county that it was in was saying, look, if you don't get vaccinations, you can't come next year. There's going to be lawsuits on, like, measles and mumps and rubella and chickenpox and whatever other things you can get inoculated on. So the kids' parents were like, okay, well, we don't believe in vaccination, so we're moving to Colorado. So they're pulling their kid from the school. Would Cuomo get an 81% approval? There's, there's 20, 20% of people don't like it. I don't see how we go back to school without parents threatening to sue school districts. I don't see how teachers' unions let it happen. Like, I have some serious questions. So I'm starting to lean into that crowd of when there's a vaccine, that's when I think things will be normal. But even then, there's people who are anti-vaxxers, and I see people stressed out of their minds. So... We saw 2.9 million people file for first-time unemployment benefits last week. Goldman Sachs saying 25% unemployment is on the way. Private jet company got a big old bailout from the Coronavirus Crisis Cares Act. A lot of fingers pointing going on right now. Deltas are going to retire Boeing 777s as pandemic dims outlook for international travel. That's something that you don't undo. The airline's aiming to eliminate its daily cash burn by the end of the year. They said they've reached a goal to half its daily cash burn in the second quarter to $50 million. That's daily cash burn, $50 million. So they're going to retire their Boeing 777 fleets. A sign that it doesn't expect international long-haul travel to return quickly. Again, let's go back to... The people that ruin the world, moms. I could live in a house with you. I could live in a cardboard box with you. I would love you. I would be like your. But oh no, we have to have a nice house for the kids. Like oh, but a cardboard box would save us money, right? Same thing going on with international travel. Hey, honey, let's go back to Hawaii and rekindle our love, our passion. And she goes, I'm not flying to Hawaii. The kids could get COVID and die. Like, the voice of reason is going to stop some uh, activity. Then again, I could be wrong. Bill Miller, now again, we've had two billionaires in the last two days say the market looks overvalued. Now, Bill Miller doesn't see market as dramatically overvalued. says Amazon could double in three years. 
if you don't own some Amazon, I would strongly consider adding it to your portfolio on the idea of risk overvaluation for sure. But just consider it. You don't have to do it because is it not a play on COVID going forward? On the delivery of goods to us that we don't have to get in our car and go, but also like they're they're playing around with healthcare. They're trying to get the cure for the flu. Amazon? You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.